Section twenty four of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book three, chapter eleven. Another reputation ruined. It was not much more than three quarters of a mile from the town to the monastery. Alyosha walked quickly along the road, at that hour deserted it was almost night and too dark to see anything clearly at thirty paces ahead there were cross-roads half-way a figure came into sight under a solitary willow at the cross-roads as soon as alyosha reached the cross-roads the figure moved out and rushed at him shouting savagely your money or your life so it's you mitya cried alyosha in surprise violently startled however <laughs> you didn't expect me i wondered where to wait for you by her house there are three ways from it and i might have missed you at last i thought of waiting here for you had to pass here there's no other way to the monastery come tell me the truth crush me like a beetle but what's the matter nothing brother it's the fright you gave me oh dmitri father's blood just now alyosha began to cry he had been on the verge of tears for a long time and now something seemed to snap in his soul you almost killed him cursed him and now here you're making jokes your money or your life well what of that it's not seemly is that it not suitable in my position no i only stay look at the night you see what a dark night what clouds what a wind has risen i hid here under the willow waiting for you and as god's above i suddenly thought why go on in misery any longer what is there to wait for here i have a willow a handkerchief a shirt i can twist them into a rope in a minute and braces besides and why go on burdening the earth dishonouring it with my vile presence and then i heard you coming heavens it was as though something flew down to me suddenly so there is a man then whom i love here he is that man my dear little brother whom i love more than anyone in the world the only one i love in the world and i loved you so much so much at that moment that i thought i'll fall on his neck at once then a stupid idea struck me to have a joke with you and scare you i shouted like a fool your money forgive my foolery it was only nonsense and there's nothing unseemly in my soul damn it all tell me what's happened what did she say strike me crush me don't spare me was she furious no not that there was nothing like that mitya there i found them both there both whom grushenka at katerina ivanovna's dmitri was struck dumb impossible he cried you're raving grushenka with her alyosha described all that had happened from the moment he went into katerina ivanovna's he was ten minutes telling his story he can't be said to have told it fluently and consecutively but he seemed to make it clear not omitting any word or action of significance and vividly describing often in one word his own sensations dmitri listened in silence gazing at him with a terrible fixed stare 
but it was clear to alyosha that he understood it all and had grasped every point but as the story went on his face became not merely gloomy but menacing he scowled he clenched his teeth and his fixed stare became still more rigid more concentrated more terrible when suddenly with incredible rapidity his wrathful savage face changed his tightly compressed lips parted and dmitri fyodorovitch broke into uncontrolled spontaneous laughter he literally shook with laughter for a long time he could not speak so she wouldn't kiss her hand so she didn't kiss it so she ran away he kept exclaiming with hysterical delight insolent delight it might have been called if it had not been so spontaneous so the other one called her tigress and a tigress she is so she ought to be flogged on a scaffold yes yes so she ought that's just what i think she ought to have been long ago it's like this brother let her be punished but i must get better first i understand the queen of impudence that's her all over you saw her all over in that hand-kissing the she-devil she's magnificent in her own line so she ran home i'll go ah, i'll run to her alyosha don't blame me i agree that hanging is too good for her but katerina ivanovna exclaimed alyosha sorrowfully i see her too i see right through her as i've never done before it's a regular discovery of the four continents of the world that is of the five what a thing to do that's just like katya who was not afraid to face a coarse unmannerly officer and risk a deadly insult on a generous impulse to save her father but the pride the recklessness the defiance of fate the unbounded defiance you say that aunt tried to stop her that aunt you know is overbearing herself she's the sister of the general's widow in moscow and even more stuck up than she but her husband was caught stealing government money he lost everything his estate and all and the proud wife had to lower her colors and hasn't raised them since so she tried to prevent katya but she wouldn't listen to her she thinks she can overcome everything that everything will give way to her she thought she could bewitch grushenka if she liked and she believed it herself she plays a part to herself and whose fault is it do you think she kissed grushenka's hand first on purpose with a motive no she really was fascinated by grushenka that's to say not by grushenka but by her own dream her own delusion because it was her dream her delusion alyosha darling how did you escape from them those women did you pick up your cassock and run <laughs> brother you don't seem to have noticed how you've insulted katerina ivanovna by telling grushenka about that day and she flung it in her face just now that she had gone to gentlemen in secret to sell her beauty brother what could be worse than that insult what worried alyosha more than anything was that incredible as it seemed his brother appeared pleased at katerina ivanovna's humiliation bah dmitri frowned fiercely and struck his forehead with his hand he only now realized it 
though alyosha had just told him of the insult and katerina ivanovna's cry your brother is a scoundrel yes perhaps i really did tell grushenka about that fatal day as katya calls it yes i did tell her i remember it was that time at Macro. i was drunk the gypsies were singing but i was sobbing i was sobbing then kneeling and praying to katya's image and grushenka understood it she understood it all then i remember she cried herself damn it all but it's bound to be so now then she cried but now the dagger in the heart that's how women are he looked down and sank into thought yes i am a scoundrel a thorough scoundrel he said suddenly in a gloomy voice it doesn't matter whether i cried or not i'm a scoundrel tell her i accept the name if that's any comfort come that's enough good-bye it's no use talking it's not amusing you go your way and i mine and i don't want to see you again except as a last resource good-bye alexey he warmly pressed alyosha's hand and still looking down without raising his head as though tearing himself away turned rapidly towards the town alyosha looked after him unable to believe he would go away so abruptly stay alexey one more confession to you alone cried dmitri suddenly turning back look at me look at me well you see here here there's terrible disgrace in store for me as he said here dmitri struck his chest with his fist with a strange air as though the dishonor lay precisely on his chest in some spot in a pocket perhaps or hanging round his neck you know me now a scoundrel an avowed scoundrel but let me tell you that i've never done anything before and never shall again anything that can compare in baseness with the dishonor which i bear now at this very minute on my breast here here which will come to pass though i'm perfectly free to stop it i can stop it or carry it through note that well let me tell you i shall carry it through i shan't stop it i told you everything just now but i didn't tell you this because even i had not brass enough for it i can still pull up if i do i can give back the full half of my lost honor to-morrow but i shan't pull up i shall carry out my base plan and you can bear witness that i told you so beforehand darkness and destruction no need to explain you'll find out in due time the filthy back alley and the she-devil good-bye don't pray for me i'm not worth it and there's no need no need at all i don't need it away and he suddenly retreated this time finally alyosha went towards the monastery what i shall never see him again what is he saying he wondered wildly why i shall certainly see him to-morrow i shall look him up i shall make a point of it what does he mean he went round the monastery and crossed the pine wood to the hermitage the door was open to him though no one was admitted at that hour there was a tremor in his heart as he went into father zossima's cell 
why why had he gone forth why had he sent him into the world here was peace here was holiness but there was confusion there was darkness in which one lost one's way and went astray at once in the cell he found the novice porphyry and father paisi who came every hour to inquire after father zossima alyosha learnt with alarm that he was getting worse and worse even his usual discourse with the brothers could not take place that day as a rule every evening after service the monks flocked into father zossima's cell and all confessed aloud their sins of the day their sinful thoughts and temptations even their disputes if there had been any some confessed kneeling the elder absolved reconciled exhorted imposed penance blessed and dismissed them it was against this general confession that the opponents of elders protested maintaining that it was a profanation of the sacrament of confession almost a sacrilege though this was quite a different thing they even represented to the diocesan authorities that such confessions attained no good object but actually to a large extent led to sin and temptation many of the brothers disliked going to the elder and went against their own will because every one went and for fear they should be accused of pride and rebellious ideas people said that some of the monks agreed beforehand saying i'll confess i lost my temper with you this morning and you confirm it simply in order to have something to say alyosha knew that this actually happened sometimes he knew too that there were among the monks some who deeply resented the fact that letters from relations were habitually taken to the elder to be opened and read by him before those to whom they were addressed it was assumed of course that all this was done freely and in good faith by way of voluntary submission and salutary guidance but in fact there was sometimes no little insincerity and much that was false and strained in this practice yet the older and more experienced of the monks adhered to their opinion arguing that for those who have come within these walls sincerely seeking salvation such obedience and sacrifice will certainly be salutary and of great benefit those on the other hand who find it irksome and repine are no true monks and have made a mistake in entering the monastery their proper place is in the world even in the temple one cannot be safe from sin and the devil so it was no good taking it too much into account he is weaker a drowsiness has come over him father paisi whispered to alyosha as he blessed him it's difficult to rouse him and he must not be roused he waked up for five minutes sent his blessing to the brothers and begged their prayers for him at night he intends to take the sacrament again in the morning he remembered you alexey he asked whether you had gone away and was told that you were in the town i blessed him for that work he said his place is there not here for a while those were his words about you he remembered you lovingly with anxiety do you understand how he honored you but how is it that he has decided that you shall spend some time in the world he must have foreseen something in your destiny understand alexey 
that if you return to the world it must be to do the duty laid upon you by your elder and not for frivolous vanity and worldly pleasures father paisi went out alyosha had no doubt that father zasima was dying though he might live another day or two alyosha firmly and ardently resolved that in spite of his promises to his father the holokoffs and katerina ivanovna he would not leave the monastery next day but would remain with his elder to the end his heart glowed with love and he reproached himself bitterly for having been able for one instant to forget him whom he had left in the monastery on his deathbed and whom he honoured above every one in the world he went into father zasima's bedroom knelt down and bowed to the ground before the elder who slept quietly without stirring with regular hardly audible breathing and a peaceful face alyosha returned to the other room where father zasima had received his guests in the morning taking off his boots he lay down on the hard narrow leathern sofa which he had long used as a bed bringing nothing but a pillow the mattress about which his father had shouted to him that morning he had long forgotten to lie on he took off his cassock which he used as a covering but before going to bed he fell on his knees and prayed a long time in his fervent prayer he did not beseech god to lighten his darkness but only thirsted for the joyous emotion which always visited his soul after the praise and adoration of which his evening prayer usually consisted that joy always brought him light untroubled sleep as he was praying he suddenly felt in his pocket the little pink note the servant had handed him as he left katerina ivanovna's he was disturbed but finished his prayer then after some hesitation he opened the envelope in it was a letter to him signed by lise the young daughter of madame holikoff who had laughed at him before the elder in the morning alexey fyodorovitch she wrote i am writing to you without anyone's knowledge even mamma's and i know how wrong it is but i cannot live without telling you the feeling that has sprung up in my heart and this no one but us two must know for a time but how am i to say what i want so much to tell you paper they say does not blush but i assure you it's not true and that it's blushing just as i am now all over dear alyosha i love you i've loved you from my childhood since our moscow days when you were very different from what you are now and i shall love you all my life my heart has chosen you to unite our lives and pass them together till our old age of course on condition that you will leave the monastery as for our age we will wait for the time fixed by the law by that time i shall certainly be quite strong i shall be walking and dancing there can be no doubt of that you see how i've thought of everything there's only one thing i can't imagine what you'll think of me when you read this i'm always laughing and being naughty i made you angry this morning but i assure you before i took up my pen i prayed before the image of the mother of god and now i'm praying and almost crying my secret is in your hands when you come to-morrow i don't know how i shall look at you 
ah alexey fyodorovitch what if i can't restrain myself like a silly and laugh when i look at you as i did to-day you'll think i'm a nasty girl making fun of you and you won't believe my letter and so i beg you dear one if you've any pity for me when you come to-morrow don't look me straight in the face for if i meet your eyes it will be sure to make me laugh especially as you'll be in that long gown i feel cold all over when i think of it so when you come don't look at me at all for a time look at mamma or at the window here i've written you a love letter oh dear what have i done alyosha don't despise me and if i've done something very horrid and wounded you forgive me now the secret of my reputation ruined perhaps forever is in your hands i shall certainly cry to-day good-bye till our meeting our awful meeting please p s alyosha you must 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 come please alyosha read the note in amazement read it through twice thought a little and suddenly laughed a soft sweet laugh he started that laugh seemed to him sinful but a minute later he laughed again just as softly and happily he slowly replaced the note in the envelope crossed himself and lay down the agitation in his heart passed at once god have mercy upon all of them have all these unhappy and turbulent souls in thy keeping and set them in the right path all ways are thine save them according to thy wisdom thou art love thou wilt send joy to all alyosha murmured crossing himself and falling into peaceful sleep end of section twenty four